your girl Rebecca and Lily, and you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. Hallelujah! We hit the same note for the first time in hundreds of episodes. Was that was that what we talked about last week? I think it. No, I think we talked about perfect harmony last week, That's, but this was perfect unison. That was beautiful. That was. I mean, you heard it here first, folks. Sign us. That's all. I have I'm to ready. Say. I'm ready for that uh, JGT exclusive holiday album. Yes. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Coming It'll... to you 2021. <laughs> when it could hopefully be things like... go back to normal somewhat. Who knows? Who knows at this point? I'm afraid I'm just... it's gonna be January 32nd. <laughs> Or I December like, 32nd. I'm tired as hell. I love the people that genuinely think that once that bell strikes fucking midnight on January 1st, 2021, oh, everything's going to be over. Normal. Yeah. It's just contained in 2020 and it's not going to extend past. Oh, yeah. That. They're like, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. I'm like, and like the first month, month. or so of 2021. Right. Like, okay, let's take it easy let's, here. Yeah, maybe bippity boppity back the fuck up and realize <laughs> that, you know, viruses don't have a time slot. They most definitely don't. Like, remember how cute it was when we thought that this this lockdown was going to be, like, two weeks and then we'd go back to normal and... That's because people here. couldn't stay the fuck home. Yeah. That's because people were literally, like, I know a girl who's been out at parties and has people over at her apartment every night. And I'm like... And she's like... I just wish we could hang out like we used to. I'm like, bitch, I don't. Honestly, I'm fucking patient zero looking ass. (laughs) I love how people are like, yeah, like it's, you know, it's so hard not to go out. I'm like, it takes people to force me to go out. Like, I'd rather be (laughs) in. Are you kidding me right now? If you're socially distant and you like go like for socially distant dining like one night a week just to like get away from it all and it's open, that's fine. I'm for it. Right? Like, that's one thing. But con- like, it's like the constant, and then making excuses. Well, her boyfriend's landlord's ex-wife, you know, is an essential worker who gets tested daily, so she's fine. You know, and her, her cousin's hamster's original owner's foster parents got tested in July, so they're fine. If only it were that easy, right? So, anyways, sorry. Of essential workers, Lily. What <laughs> type of stories do you have for us? I feel like we have not had a good bank story. In okay. A minute. Well, this is good because I got two. Two. I have two marvelous stories. Let's hear it. Um, I don't even know which one should come first. I'm gonna start with the frust- like the frustrating one that's still fucking hilarious. Okay. So I was in the drive-thru the other morning and like 8:30 sharp, we open. I like move the cones and everything, and I walk back in and I take the first transaction, right? And it took a couple of minutes because of the amount of money they were taking out, and it was an out-of-state license, and it just like didn't look right and I was yeah I just wanted to be safe so I spent like more than just the two seconds on the withdrawal that I usually take and I had someone come look at the license they're like oh yeah like that's fine like we know them they just moved here I'm like okay cool I do the withdrawal and this man comes and the woman who was handling the front had gotten I think was on a call so I was doing the front teller transactions and the drive-thru okay okay right but there was only one customer in the front so um my coworker just like ran me a deposit to do really quick with a couple of checks i put in the computer and the guy pulls up i'm like oh good morning welcome to the bank how are you and he's like i want to deposit this 200 dollars into my debit account 
and I have like this like good size amount of checks to deposit. And I went, okay, I'll give you a slip. I put the slip in the little, he's in the first lane, so there's a drawer. Yep. And I hand it to him, and he like rolls his eyes, right? And he goes, oh, and no pen. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, here, I'll give you a pen. He goes, this is ridiculous. This is why I don't even come to this branch. I go to the branch of town over because I'm greeted. I wait 30 minutes. I'm like, you waited five minutes. I didn't say it because I, I, I didn't really say much to him. I said, yeah, I wait, I wait 30 minutes and I'm greeted with a deposit slip. That sounds and, like a true New Jersey. I'm and I like, cannot wait five minutes. And no pen. And I'm like, well, I, I gave you a pen. I thought it was in there. It might have rolled out of the drawer. He's like, I'm just saying. I go to the other branch. I give them the money in my card, and they do it for me. I said, well, I, you know, I would, but I'm also working on a transaction from the front right now. So to save you time, I don't care about saving me time. I gave you everything you need to know. The account is on numbers on, on the blah, blah, blah. And then he looks at me, and he says, and now there's a whole line because of you. And I said, well, we have more lanes and he was like oh and you're rude you know what you're the worst bank teller i've ever had and i said why and he was like you want me to fill out this paper when you can do it i'm like i actually have never i've always i've always written down my withdrawals and deposit slips i've never had them do it i don't get where this i don't understand and it would have saved him time because like i'm working on someone else's transactions so i would have to finish the transaction, look up his account, fill out the date, his name, his account number, the slip, and then do the transaction. But if I just give him the slip, he could do it. And then it would be ready when I'm ready, right? People are so entitled. So he starts telling me, well, you know what? Don't even worry about it then. And and he goes, I'll go to the branch of town over. And I went, do you want to go to the branch of town over then? And he's like, oh, I'd love to. And and he was like, and he goes, I'm going to go and I'm going to report you to their manager. I'm like, why would you report... like, how would that work? Here's my manager now. Talk to him. Imagine someone from one of your gyms, Rebecca, goes to the other one and says, yeah, there was a real bitch working there. Right. Get crazy. So he goes, you're the worst bank teller I've ever had, but you want me to fill out this slip? Huh. You know what? You're rude. You're the worst bank teller I've ever had, and I'm going to report you. And I said, do you want to go the next town over, sir? And he's like, yeah, I'd love to. He grabs his money, and he was driving away and, like, yelling at me, and I couldn't hear it. So I was the worst bank teller because I wouldn't do something the customer should be doing. Because I, I literally, Rebecca, handed this man a piece of paper at 8.40 in the morning, and he was just ready to unleash. Imagine being that ready to just unleash your wrath at 8.40 a.m. That is what we call a Scrooge during the holiday season. Yeah. That is in the flesh, Scrooge. Yeah. Fuck Pretty much. Him. Fuck Cat him. hair in my mouth. Sorry. You it's are okay. on Boots' throne, so it kind of comes to the territory. Guys, Rebecca's cat, like, hates me. Anyways. That's another story. So, so yeah. You're the worst bank teller I've ever had. I, I, I was just, like, so in shock. Like, I wasn't even offended by it because it wasn't, like, I really messed up. No, this guy's you know, clearly it's not like I sh- Yeah, it's not like I shorted him $1,000 or anything. It's that it's 8.40 a.m. I asked him to eat. Like, he doesn't, you don't even need to know the account number. Like, we'll fill that in. But put your name and the date. Like, you yeah. know those things. Yeah. And if you don't, you shouldn't be in charge of your own money. That's a fact. Right? Oh, God. I handed him the slip, and he looked at me and went, and no pen, and I should have known that. Yeah. I should have known that, the Oh, and no pen. I'm greeted with a piece of paper to fill out, and no pen. I'm like, sir! Okay, so story one, Scrooge. Yeah. Story two is, like, the opposite of a Scrooge, because this man was too happy. 
This man walks in, and we had decorated, put up, like, some, you know, like, garland and snowflakes. And, like, a little winter, like, paper village or cardboard village. Love to hear it. You know, white with, like, a bank and a library and everything. It's cute. And... I feel like I should be one of those announcements at like the movie theater. It's like silence all phones Sorry, and I've, electronic devices. Literally, I never get any notifications, so it doesn't matter if my phone's on ring or well, while when we record. Check if mine is. Yeah, mine's off. Mine's off. <laughs> so anyway, so this this man comes in and he walks in. And he goes, "Wow, a winter wonderland!" And I have never seen this man before. And he goes, "Look at and, and he has um, headphones in." Okay. So I could, so he's, and he was like talking, and he was like, you got to see this, like, Becca. That's kind of your name. He's like, you got to see this, Becca. I'm like, they've got, they've got these elf hats. And I was like, oh, do you want one? I'm giving them out. And he was like, oh, for real? Like, this man was intense. He goes, oh, for real? Like, like when a dog gets a voice in a cartoon, that's how he was talking to me. Talking. And, uh. I'm like, yeah, sure. And he was like, oh, look at this. And he and he's holding it. And he's like, I wish you could see. And then he starts just like saying things. And I'm not sure if he's talking to me or the person he's on the phone with. Because I hate that. When he, and because like when he's talking to me, he's not making eye contact. He's like, oh, and look at this Christmas village you got here. That's really nice. But like I'm over here and he's looking over here. And he's like, I want to put, you know, uh, put this cash to a credit card payment. I'm like, sure. And he goes, Oh, and they'll even fill it in for you, Becca. This place is full service. Hey, thanks for the full service. But he's like looking at the ground. You should have told Scrooge in the fucking drive-thru that five minutes <laughs> right? ago. Well, the thing is that I had time to do it today. You know what okay. I mean? I had time and I'll help a customer if I can. But when I, you know, am the only teller and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had time this time because I had no other customers. And he didn't have the credit card, you know, deposit. So I was like, yeah, I'll just fill it out for you. No problem. It takes two seconds. And I start filling it out, and he starts just, like, saying weird things, and he starts telling me, oh, you know, I have a red elf hat, but it's in the storage unit. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm glad to give you a green one. And he was like, it feels more festive, right, because the elves wear green. Don't the elves wear green? And he's, like, talking to the person on the phone and talking to me, and all of a sudden I do the transaction, and I'm like, okay, sir, here's your receipt. And he goes, oh, thank you. Now I get to put on the hat. He... Puts the elf hat on, and he starts, I think he started, like, he put on the elf hat and started, like, serenading me, like, silver bells. So he puts it on, he's like, silver bells, silver bells, it's competition. time. Oh, 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 I forgot something that he said. I'm filling it out. Right, this is why he, I knew he was kind of kooky. He's fi- I'm filling out his deposit slip, and, he, and we have these signs to say, like, for the health of our customers and our colleagues, like, please just, when you use your, when, if you use one of our pens, take it with you. Yeah. And he was like, oh, and you should have seen this. When people were really into the COVID hoax, they weren't even giving out pens. This is the biggest scam since 9-11. Oh, my God. He did not he, refer. He said that. He said that, co- and, I, and I, I was hoping he wasn't talking to me because I didn't respond. <laughs> so he said, wait. So wait, where's the correlation between COVID being a hoax and 9/11? What was I? What was the there, were, there wasn't a lot of correlation between any of the things he said. Quite frankly, 
And he and he got heated about it. And he was like, yeah, and this whole COVID hoax, and I'm glad they're even letting me in, and I put the mask on because the governor says I have to, and blah, blah, blah. And at this point, I don't know if he's talking to the woman on the phone. or What if in the info if wars is this? Or if there's even anyone on the other, fo- on the other point, line. Like, who knows? Not. It's anyone's call. And then he starts, and then he calms down. He goes, it's time to put the hat on. Puts it on. Silver bells. And then he goes into my manager's office, which is on the way out, and he pops in. He goes, have a holly jolly Christmas. It's like, <laughs> I walk out, and my coworker who was in the break room is like, what the fuck just happened? Because I heard it from start to finish. I, <laughs> and I was like, I, I got serenaded. I hope to God he's a regular that you just haven't seen yet. I hope he comes in more often, because he's like, we have not seen Keith since Keith left me his phone number. Oh, he's probably locked up. He's either locked... He might have gone into hiding from the government for some crazy he's shit. He's probably in Florida and Margaritaville in Hollywood, Florida, living his best fucking life right now, and I hope the best for that you guy. You know what? I can picture... Because he did dress for it. Even in September, he was dressed for Florida. He seems like one of those snowbirds. Just once the little bit of cold hits, I'm out. And he definitely, like, hitchhiked there. Thousand like, he definitely he go? got, you know, got on... Haiti goes east-west. What goes north and south? Route 17. Does that go all the way to Florida? Or the, or the parkway? Yeah, he definitely, like, hopped on the GSP with a thumb and a dream. Oh, a thousand percent. He was just like, take me to Florida. Yeah, uh, I could He would have made it there successfully. Oh, a hundred percent. He just would have talked the whole way there, and people would be like, okay, it's just like, if you shut the fuck up, I'll drive you wherever you need to go. If, he, if, if a Mack truck were to pick him up, like one of those delivery trucks, what delivery truck do you think would have brought Keith from New Jersey to Florida, straight through, no stops. You know what? This is weird, but I could picture him, like, hijacking, like, a stop-and-shop Peapod delivery service. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, like, what do, what do you see for Keith? Oh, my gosh. Um, probably, like, a Pepsi-Cola. Okay. Like, a, like an unsuspecting drink. U-Haul, right? Just some guy rented a U-Haul, yeah. and before he knows it, like... He's on he the just tr- broke up with his wife of 25 years, is making the big trek down to Florida to start a new life, and <gasps> then finds his guy Keith on the side of the road, and they just have a bromance all the way down. It's a rad bromance. I am I need to see this on Netflix. Oh, my God. We're, you know what? We're, we're writing a screenplay. Anyway, so that's it. That's to make up for the few weeks without... Well, I think you did a fantastic job of making that up to us, because I know our boo things were highly anticipating some stories before the holidays. Oh, well, Merry Christmas. I mean, honestly, I I so wish, like, I was a customer in the bank when that man was singing, like, serenading me and my boss, so I could have filmed it. You know what I mean? Oh, for a thousand percent. That would have been TikTok viral for at least a couple days. Oh, my God, yes. This, this... Old. He wasn't old. He's like middle-aged. This short middle-aged man in an elf hat just serenading me silver bells. I mean, not, I, I, well, I'm glad you ended on that story and started with the shitty one. Oh, my God. You're the worst bank teller I've ever... It is 8.40 a.m. This guy's just, like, hyped and ready. I'm like, I, I kind of respect that. Well, speaking of stories, mm-hmm. uh, for this week, we are going to be talking about different Reddit scary stories that we found. Yay! So, without further ado, Lily, do you want to start... Sure. All right, here we go. So we're going to be reading. Do you want to do five stories? Because I know you said you had six, but like it's up to you if you want to do. Um, no, I narrowed it back. I, I narrowed it down to five. Okay. I just like had six because I was in between about two. I was like oh, on the okay. fence. Okay. Um, when I, I, I read them yesterday because, you know, Snowmageddon. Like what yeah. else are we going to do? 
Okay. So this first one was actually a response um, in a thread that said, like, you know, uh, tell me, like, your craziest paranormal encounter, right? So this was a comment from the user named, a user named Yolo Bet. Yolo Bet, all right. Um, And this was three days ago. So it said, in my old room, when I'm completely still and it's absolutely quiet, I would hear weeping like someone is crying. It was barely audible, and the source of the noise was the corner where my bed was. Oh, my God, I have to burp. (laughs) Burp for the boo things. Okay, some ASMR for you guys. Um, um, So, yeah, it was barely audible, and the source of the noise was the corner where my bed was. I thought it was my mom or someone else in the house, but I went outside and saw her asleep on the couch watching TV with the volume low. It didn't make sense, but a year later, I moved my bed to the other side of the room. I woke up one early morning, and I saw the side profile of a woman floating an inch off the ground where the bed used to be. She hovered from left to right, and all I remember was seeing her in a white veil, like a wedding dress almost, and she had brown skin like she was African-American. I saw her hands at her side, but I couldn't make out any features on her face. Like, she didn't have one, or it was too blurry to see. She was only visible for about a little over a second as she floated from left to right. She was slightly translucent, like, if you set the opacity in Photoshop to 80%, and I love that niche description. Yeah. Like, but I, like, totally can picture it. I can totally see it. Right? Well done, Yolo Bet. Um... (laughs) And it had very, a very mild glow to her, just so that she was slightly brighter than her surroundings. Hmm. I always thought I would... Oh, Rebecca, your mom just messaged me on Instagram. <laughs> My mom doesn't know when to stop. I love it. Um, I always thought I would freak out or have the biggest fright of my life if I ever saw an actual entity. But when I saw whoever that was, I didn't feel any fear at all. It seemed natural, like she was just passing by and wanted nothing to do with me. I sense no bad intentions. I lived in that house for over 17 years and only saw an entity like that once ever. I considered myself to be an atheist when I was younger, but that encounter has made me acknowledge that there's something out there that we may or may not have all the answers to. Oh, I like that. Right? It's a nice story to start off. Right? I thought it was like a sweet story and it was really, what I like about it was that I, I was afraid that a lot of the stories would have like the, you know, super intense, you know, Sleep paralysis demon came after me. I saw the Grim Reaper, all mm-hmm. that shit. And this one's just kind of like, yeah, you know, she was in a wedding dress. I don't know what that's about, but she was doing her thing, right? Yeah, minds her own business. And, and I thought it was interesting how it was like, it was coming from the corner where my bed was, and then I moved my bed and saw it. Yeah. So, like, she clearly, like, maybe she felt stuck and wanted to be free. There's, like, some residual haunting sort of Right? That's what I was getting there. Yeah, yeah. Was the... Like, she might not even be aware of it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because if she's wearing a white dress, which, I mean, of Hello. Course. So, clearly, if, say, this is... If we're going to go on the theory that that was the outfit she wore when she died, if she was getting married, I don't think that the... I don't think you're expected to die on your wedding day. So, she may still be in that limbo of, like, oh, oh like, I, I'm getting ready for my wedding, Maybe she was buried in her wedding dress. A lot of people want to be buried. Yeah. Do you know there's this Disney ride character from the Haunted Mansion? Hey, one of my favorites. 
Of course. Um, her name is Constance Hatchaway, and okay. she's, like, this ghost in a wedding dress. So, like, I don't know if any of my other, like, Disney fanatic boothangs, like, read that story. But, like, I was picturing the ghost, from, like, the ghost woman from the Haunted Mansion. She, like, stands there, and her name is Constance Hatchaway because, like, she, like, deca- she, like, axes off all her husband's heads and takes their money. Like, the... You'll see. You'll see. Okay. Okay. 2021. Yeah. 2021. Okay. Um, but real quick, I wanted to give a shout out to the people in the comments after this post because someone mm-hmm. said, wow, I wonder why the woman was crying. And someone responded, the bed post was stuck on her foot. <laughs> That's such a dad joke. I, I could sense like the personality of that person that wrote that joke mm-hmm. out and they thought that was like the most gold thing. They're like, somebody going to appreciate that oh yeah little do they know it's on a paranormal podcast episode at this very moment (laughs) okay so my uh first story for today is titled we played with a ouija board and contacted a dead relative and something else so i feel like that's a pretty good this is already promising so i was about 17 or 18 a senior in high school and i always hung out with my sister five years older than me and her friends Tonight, it was us siblings, her best friend H, who is the same age as my sister, and our friend G, who was about 20 and enlisted in the army. Hi, Hi Loki. Loki. <laughs> oh, no, can we, you need to stop saying the same shit I am. I'm sorry. Oh, so, no, get out of my to, head. You need to stop saying the same shit get I am. Get out of my head. <laughs> so we thought it would be a great idea, since it was close to Halloween, to play with a Ouija board for the first time together. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I like that you looked at I me looked I, I was like, is this going to be a Lily thing or is this going to be a wee thing? I, I, okay. It has to always be a wee thing. Yeah. Unless I just like throw it out there for random reasons, which that, I, would I felt that do. one though. I felt that was supposed I to be one of the was, It was, there was a buildup. The second there you was. see Ouija board, like you know it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Exactly. It's like a pop goes the weasel. What are they called? Jack in Jack the box. Jack in the box, yeah. That's what it is. So we got a Ouija board and decided to turn off all the lights in the house and light a few candles to really set the mood. So we sat on the floor of the living room and started our little game. I was sitting between H and G across from my sister. It took a while, but we finally got a response when G asked if anyone was there. The planchette slid to yes. We kind of giggled because we thought one of us was was responsible. (laughs) But then it started spelling out mama. So my sister and I immediately go pale and make eye contact across the board. Our grandmother had passed away next door about a year prior to this. Before we can ask another question, the planchette spelled out the word love. We still weren't convinced. A little spooked, but not scared. Jethan asked the board, how many children did you have? And the planchette slid to the number two, which is the correct number of kids that our grandmother had. Oh, shit. Grandma came to... Mm. Didn't come to... I don't know. She, she came to speak facts. Yes. So it's important to I know... I should stop trying to talk like a youthful child because it never worked out <laughs> in my favor. You're like, oh, yes, hit the whip, children. <laughs> it's important to know that G and H didn't know much about our grandmother. They came into our lives after our grandmother had passed, so they never met her. The planchette was then spelled out the words, Roll Tide. Now, we live in Alabama, and my grandmother was the biggest Alabama football fan. She would watch every game. The Alabama football catchphrase is Roll Tide, if you guys didn't know that. My sister and I immediately begin crying because it just seems unreal. And then the planchette starts moving again. This time, it's sliding around and saying goodbye. I ask, do you want us to stop playing? And the planchette quickly slides to yes. My sister doesn't want to stop. She asks, but why? We want to ask more questions. And the planchette quickly moves across the board to spell out the word bad. This is enough for me. (laughs) I, I felt like this was my mama telling us 
to stop playing. Maybe she we should take her advice and stop. Yeah, maybe. She said bad. Does that mean something bad will happen or this is bad? I don't want to find out. But after trying to convince my sister and her friends, it does no good. The planchette keeps circling the board and goes back to goodbye over and over again. Finally, everyone says goodbye because it was clear nothing else was going to be discussed. But then for some reason, I was talked into participating once again. This time, when something answered back us, uh, answered us back, the planchette moved across the board even faster, but it was between two letters. Zo, 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 zo. Stop it! And that's all it would say. I don't know what the others felt because we really didn't talk about it much, but it felt like the room became colder. It was unanimous that we decided to say goodbye. We were shaking. Whatever we spoke with just didn't feel right. My sister and I decided to sleep in the same bed. I remember laying in bed and being huddled together and just looking around the room. Every sound made me jump. I swear I could see dark humanoid figures around the room. Maybe it was paranoia. I did not sleep that night. I kept thinking about how Mama or whatever was imitating her saying bad. Like it was a warning. My sister ended up getting rid of the board shortly after. I'm not sure what she did with it. I know her and some other friends tried to play with it again in a very old graveyard near our house with graves from back in the 1800s. What could possibly go wrong? It's a twofer. Yeah, It's a twofer. While they were playing, they heard what sounded like footsteps in the woods around the graveyard and what sounded like scraping on one of the headstones. I don't plan on touching another Ouija board again. And that concludes my first story wow that's gonna be hard to top yeah that is holy shit that's like a horror movie scene Uh uh uh-huh that's like the intro scene i felt like it was the grandmother just warning them like hey this is me and i'm telling you you need to stop this because you're you're asking for trouble and of course like young kids they don't listen to their elders (laughs) and then once that zozo came into the picture they're like nope yeah i feel like it was definitely like a yes I'm here. Grandma's here. Uh-huh. Now, good. Now, 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 bye. Yeah, yeah. You know? say, grandmothers, they never want you to leave. They always want to keep talking to you. So the fact that the grandmother kept saying goodbye <laughs> should be saying something. Do you know how many times my my Italian grandmother? How many times we say goodbye on the phone? It, oh, it's, it's like a million. It's times. not a goodbye. It's all right. Goodbye. Oh, love you. Oh, wait, wait another. Yeah, thing. Oh, wait. Whereas with. My um my German grandmother, she's like, okay, yes, I love you. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye. And that's, that's it. it. There's that's one goodbye. Yep. yep, that's it. That's she all you is need. prompt. That just shows you the difference in culture, too. Like it's always like it's always the Italian grandmothers that just keep pulling you in. She's like, Oh, oh by the way, Lil. We just had a one and a half hour conversation, but I randomly remember the biggest <laughs> thing I wanted to tell you during this whole conversation. Oh my god. And it's always an alright, goodbye. Actually, it's always all right, and then half of a goodbye, and mm-hmm. then it's oh, did you get my list? All right, goodbye. I'm go- oh, and how's work? All right, goodbye, yep. and tell your brother. <laughs> Literally, always. Literally. Okay, Lily, what's okay. your second story? Okay, my second story is on my phone, which is lost. So let me. Here we go. So this one is called Level One, and it is by Slytherin, either Slytherin the Eighth or just Slytherin X I I I. Either way, I'm a fan. <laughs> so this is another response to that post. It says, so a few weird events have happened in my house ever since a family member of mine, my cousin, passed away in 2013. My family genuinely thinks it's him messing with us like he would when he was alive. Small things happen like doors closing or opening alone, stuff going missing and then reappearing. 
loud man footsteps when no one else is home, and other truly inexplicable events. Anyways, we have a pool table in the living room, and I swear, I absolutely promise, I heard the billiard balls move on their own as if someone was playing. It was quick, only a second, and it was loud. Oh, so it sounds like when you break, probably, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We were all in the same room, the kitchen, eating dinner, when we heard the noise from the pool table. I go to look, and there's obviously no one in that room, and we all just kind of look at each other like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) I've never gotten such intense goosebumps. Someone, possibly my late cousin, was playing pool. Another time, I'd say a year or more ago, I was in my room with my best friend, and we're talking shit, doing our makeup, whatever. Yes, as you should be, Slytherin XIII. Okay. (laughs) And the door to my bathroom is slightly open. Sometime later, I see it a little less than slightly open, but still noticeably open. None of us had been to the bathroom in that time we were talking. So she and I start paying attention to it. Let me mention, and keep this in mind, this door has to be forced closed, physically shoved. It cannot slam closed, and in all my years of living in this house, since I was in pre-K and I'm 20 now, The AC has never pushed that door closed. The AC wasn't even on, actually. Well, we're watching the door, and all of a sudden, the door slammed shut. That shit closed all by itself in front of our faces. She screams, and we go to run out of the room. My best friend has been terrified of that bathroom ever (laughs) since. This is definitely the type of thing my cousin would have done while he... I just spat on your table. Sorry, Rebecca. This is definitely the type of thing my cousin would have done while he was still alive. He loved messing with us. I miss him. He was definitely more of a big brother to me than a cousin. But it's comforting to think he's still here in some way watching over the family. Aww. Another nice heartfelt story. Right? And what I like about this one is, like, we all know that one motherfucker that's going to, like, pass away, Mm -hmm. live in the afterlife, and still fuck with us. Oh, a thousand percent. Right? It's always that cousin, you know? Yeah. My brother is that cousin, right? Like, he, I, I could totally see him, like, haunting you guys oh, in the afterlife. Oh, absolutely. Just completely just fucking with you. Spelling in my soup, like, the words, you're actually wrong about that. <laughs> Throwing his fake scythe at you. Oh, my you God, know? yeah. A random scythe appears. Hey, <laughs> oh, like Just kidding. One. He has to live forever. Sorry. Sorry, I don't, I'm I don't sorry. like talking about this. Let's talk about something else. Rebecca, okay. you go. Well, I do have a second story for you, and that is titled, Is It Real or Is It Just a Coincidence? Oh, wait, I like okay. this. So the year this incident occurred is 1993, and my grandparents are settling into bed. I'm not alive at this point yet. My mom and her sisters were teenagers when this happened. So the layout of the house is a hallway with doors to the left and right near the middle and also at the end. The doors weren't exactly across from each other. My grandparents' room was the room to the right at the end of the hallway. Anyways, it was night, and my grandparents were in their bed. Suddenly, a red balloon floated into their room somehow. Oh, fuck no! Now, this is very scary, considering that this red balloon would have had to go up the stairs, through the hallway, get to the end, and turn into my grandparents' room. Another strange thing about this was that my grandparents didn't remember seeing any balloons in their house the day before. Just casually fucking balloons in the house. <laughs> my grandpa said that he remembered that the balloon didn't even float at the ceiling, but in the middle between the floor and the ceiling. Now here's the very scary part. 
The balloon floated to the end of their bed and just stopped there. No! To this day, my grandparents have no idea what caused this weird incident. However, the house that they are in has had some weird stuff happen in it from time to time, but I'll get to that some other time. But the story doesn't end there. Bookmark this page so we can find this user and check in later. Yes. So fast forward 27 years to 2020, and in the same town, for privacy reasons, I won't name the town, where that weird thing happened in 93. Five people went missing, and three of them were kids. One person was found dead in a cornfield. And my grandpa told me that there was this clown sighting in the 90s in the same town where all this was happening. Is this just a coincidence that 27 years later, which is how long it takes to come back, from that red balloon incident, which the red balloon is literally its symbol. And then people are going missing. Last weekend, I went to my grandparents' house, and luckily, I didn't get kidnapped by it. But something strange still happened. So in the morning, after the first night there, I was basically half asleep and half awake, but I could hear that everyone else was up. I like to sleep in, so I just stopped myself from waking up. However, for some reason, I thought I was still at my house. So when I heard footsteps coming towards me, I thought it was my mom coming to wake me up. Suddenly, I felt some, someone tap a few times on my back, and my mind processed that as being my mom's attempt to wake me up. Right away, however, I turned over, and there was no one in sight. More than a little creeped out, I tried to think of a rational explanation. Then I started thinking about it, and I creeped myself out too much, so I went upstairs. Nothing happened to me the rest of the time, though, but I still wonder, is it something like it real and terrorizing this town every 27 years, or is it all just a coincidence? Oh, my God. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is fucking real. He's real. We got a cameo from him. Watch it at Just Ghouly Things Podcast on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Like, I saw that, and I was like, I have to add this into this yes, episode. Yes, absolutely. Great. Those are too many similarities. The 27, it's the 27 years that, like, really sells me on it. Like, it, it's like the balloon, you could be like, well, maybe they were, like, both imagining it. But then the 27 years and the three kids missing and the one's dead in a cornfield. And the, then you go and you get tapped on the back. And it's, like, it's just a lot happening at once yeah. for it to be, like, yeah, like, I don't know, my muscles fast and it's Pennywise. And sightings in that town mm-hmm. in the 90s. Mm-mm. Something just doesn't sit right with Yeah. Me. I feel like... Who is this? Pug Boy One is telling the truth, right? Pug Boy One's grandparents have seen that. And and it's like, you know, like grandparents, I was talking to my mom about this this morning, actually. Like, grandparents love to tell you, like, their stories, right? Like, I can't wait to be a grandparent just so I can tell, like, really interesting stories that I remember. Uh Like, they're not going to sit there and lie to you, you know? Like, like, Doris isn't going to call me up and be like, oh, yeah. You know, I'm secretly a princess and Genovia's real. Like, no, like that's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they don't make up lies to you unless you're a kid telling you about, you know, something like... Santa. Santa. Easter. 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 But you know what I mean? They don't just tell blatant lies to you when you're grown about crazy shit. And yeah. I'm sure that, like, this you can all check out. Like, obviously, like, this person isn't naming the town for privacy reasons, I which is like nice. I if we wanted to, we could find it back. We could absolutely. We might have to, like, put our detective caps on and get like out, like, magnifying glass. and, like, a pipe and, like, hopefully a trench like, coat. Hopefully, like, the Olsen twins and their little detective series. Oh, my God. What, wait, what was the name? They had a name. I don't remember. Oh, my God. You're asking the wrong bitch. Dude, I fucking... The Olsen twins were my entire childhood. So I wanted to be them so bad. Me too. Do you know how many pairs of platform shoes I have because of them? Oh, my God. And Lizzie McGuire? Do you know how much money my parents spent on the American Ashley Olsen line, kids line? 
of just like my Easter outfits always Mary Kate and Ashley. Stop it! I had like, Barbie clothes. I had I had the bar I had a Barbie coat and it didn't like have Barbie on it. It was like the Barbie for Target. It was like a pink tweed with like a faux oh, fur collar. Oh my god! Oh, I was so I, I had the Hillary Duff swim. Hillary Duff had a uh, stuff by Hillary Duff at Target. Lived for that shit. Fashion icon in the flesh. Yes, absolutely. So that was that was mine. Mary Kate and Ashley, I found out later on, made like a makeup line, and I like you can buy it on eBay. And if it hasn't really? been, yeah, if it hadn't been like twenty Those years, people like, are billionaires at this point, and I love how they're just super low key about everything. And the money, I love that they're billionaires, but like one of them like has a sugar daddy. She's dating like a fifty year old man. I think they're divorced now. Oh really? Yeah. Well, she better. I, have, I hope she took all his money. <laughs> But, like, you're literal, but, like, all the money, I think it was the way their parents set it up was, because I watched a documentary about, like, them or child stars or Full House or something, and the way that the Olsen twins' um, money, their finances and paychecks were set up was they were not allowed to touch a dime of their earnings from film and TV until they were 18 years old. So smart. Right? Go parents. Like, you know I'd be 16, like, going to Six Flags with that money. Oh, balling, yeah, for sure. All right, Lily, what's your third story? My third story is um, also a comment on a similar post in a different subreddit that was basically just, you know, tell us, you know, the first scary story that comes to mind that you've experienced. And this is from Nick Bess, Bessie, Nick hyphen B-E-S-S-E. So this one's interesting. It's kind of short, but it's good. Okay. I had trained with a psychic medium for two years, but was not, but was still not absolutely convinced about survival of personality. That's an interesting phrase. I've never heard that phrase before. What is it? Survival of personality. Never heard of it. That's interesting. I guess it's like when you go on in the afterlife, they call it survival of personality. Oh. I'll look into that. That's interesting. It's a first for me. Yeah. Um, even though many people around me swore that I really connected with people on the other side of the veil. I had only worked with, quote, impressions. That is just a feeling that I had to say something particular to the person I was reading, which I acknowledged could have all been products of my imagination. You had to believe that survival of personality was possible before you could even do readings. But every time I would say something like, her name is Mabe, and the sitter would be like, oh, you mean Mabe, and so forth, made the little scientist in my brain say, hmm, curious indeed. Let's call it this a close hit then. But I was still never truly convinced. Until my Uncle Jimmy's funeral. Uncle Jimmy was a bit of a character. He had been a medic in the Korean War and then moved to Georgia and worked as a trucker for the rest of his life. So long that he had that sweet southern drawl distinct from the rest of our northern family. He had died in Georgia, but they shipped him up to be buried. I feel like shipped is a poor choice of words, Nick. <laughs> they shipped him up. Yeah, they put him in a UPS package. Adios. They recycled an Amazon delivery <laughs> service box and just shoved him in there. They just origamied his ass. Yeah. No. We're, we're going to say sent. They sent him up to be buried at our local family church. The funeral went as funerals do. We all went out to the pavilion where the casket would be lowered into the grave. I was standing in the back behind the double row of chairs under the pavilion roof. Although there were other people standing, there wasn't anyone within some ten feet of me. There I stood, 
still leaking the occasional tear, unaware of what was happening until, bam, the first shot of the veteran's gun salute made me literally jump. The next instant, clear as day, I heard my Uncle Jimmy say, yep, that's what war is like, in my left ear. <gasps> oh, I know, I have goosebumps. When I read that, I got, like, look. Oh, you, they're gone you, now. I was going to say, you kind of have a little bit from the light. I, I had them, and then I, like, moved my sleeve to show you when, like, they got stage fright or something. But I had goosebumps, <laughs> goddammit. Um, so, yep, that's what war is like in my left ear. And I mean to tell you, it was perfect. At the perfect height for his 5'10", to mm. my left ear, as if he were standing a companionable foot behind me to my left, as if his right hand was placed on my shoulder. Wow. Right? Like, the specificity, I think that's a word, mm-hmm. of this, yeah. you know, is so real. Like, you mm-hmm. can picture it. Right? I looked around. Absolutely no one visible was behind me. Not for country miles. As the two other volleys of the gun salute rang out, my spirit soared into the perfect knowledge that people survived death, that my Uncle Jimmy was there, and that his sweet Georgian accent was meant to comfort me from the shock of the first gun volley and so forth. I was at peace, as was Uncle Jimmy. I quit my studies and never did a reading after that. I had my proof, and I needed no further proof. We live after death, and that's all I've ever wanted to know. Wow. That, right. that one part of the uncle yep. talking in That's his ear. That's what and... war is like. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just so sweet. And saying like, you know how you get those vivid memories mm-hmm. and like those vivid experiences, you know, where it's like you can still picture what it felt like to hold someone's hand and you get upset and it's almost like they're there for you. There's no mistaking it. Yeah, like that was that. It's and, definitely And you him. can hear it in the way this person wrote their story. Like you can hear that they're like, you don't understand. Yeah. It was the perfect height. And this was, was meant specifically for this person and only this person to experience. Exactly, right? I like that. I love that. Okay. So my next story is titled The Ghost Behind the Door. So I've hesitated a long time before sharing this story because it's just so creepy and strange. It took place when I was about five years old, but strangely enough, I still remember every detail so clearly. I'm currently 25. It was a September afternoon and I had just started elementary school. I was playing alone in my room when I felt an appeal to open my wardrobe closet. Don't know where that came from. I rarely went there on my own as a child. (laughs) As soon as I took a hold of the door handle, it started turning violently on its own, and I felt something pushing on the other side. Instinctively, I put my whole body on the door so that it wouldn't open, and I screamed for my dad to come over. I felt something pushing and banging on the other side, and I was barely able to keep the closet shut. The moment my dad arrived, everything had stopped. He looked carefully in the closet and said all was normal. He then invited me to the kitchen to calm down, and I ate a lemon brioche with my brother. My brother was already sitting at the kitchen table when I arrived downstairs, so it couldn't have been him, and I don't have any other siblings. A few months after that, I remember the same thing happened just before I went to the restaurant with my mom. Then, it never happened again. I always thought it was just a bad dream. However, when I think this over, these two events never felt like a dream. It felt so real, and I don't remember taking a nap or waking up at all. It just happened Mm. in the middle of the day, out of the blue. Even today, I still don't get good vibes in my old room, especially this particular closet. Anyone experience the same thing? I feel that maybe we are more connected to these things as a child. Wow. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of theories that say since you're closer to, like, 
A, you're more open-minded and not so scared, yeah. right? You haven't heard all these opinions and, mm-hmm. you know, seen these scary things or things to make you feel scared, right? And that you're closer to another realm, you know? Like, yeah. That you're more able to see it. Like, it's similar to, like, how they say people close to death will see loved ones coming to mm-hmm. them. Why was, but what made this person instinctively want to go to this closet dorm? And they never had any desire to do that before. What if this child didn't try to stop whatever was coming through? What would have happened at that point? Would something have taken host of this kid's body? Ooh, or what would have happened? I so don't like going there. Was That's there scary. some sort of like protector telling them, go over here and stop this before it starts getting well, to you first? It could also be a case of, do you remember, and this happened to me the other day and I thought of you, remember how you were driving you just thought, deer and mm-hmm. then a deer jumped out yes. first of all that happened to me the other day and i was like it's fucking real crazy and, but and it might also be that like you just get that gut feeling mm-hmm. that something isn't right yeah you know I what i mean your gut but feeling. like i'm a dumb bitch so <laughs> i as even as a five-year-old like i definitely would have gotten the urge like i need to go over to this closet but i'd like open it and be like what's up who's what's in here I got some Barbies. I got some Betty Spaghettis. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Betty Spaghetti? Of course I do. (laughs) Of course I do. But I I posted on my Instagram on my story, Mm -hmm. gut feelings are guardian angels. I saw that. I saw that. So true. I agree. I definitely agree with that. All right, Lily. What is your fourth story? Okay. My fourth story. Let me see. I lost my place. I love how all of mine are like darker themed and yours is so lighthearted. Well, this one seemed kind of spooky kooky ooky. Mm-hmm. So this is by a user on Reddit called No Bragging Rights. Okay. Um, it's called The Black Isles, a Scottish paranormal encounter. Ooh. International. Right? JGT Overseas. Ooh, I like that. That <laughs> would be like our tour name. Yeah! JGT Overseas. I love that. We should do a Ghoulie Things cruise. That would be amazing. Like when we get like in like a year, I'm done. When for we're that. famous, Let's manifest by the way, it. I applied for the Bachelorette the other night. Did you? Did I? I forgot to text you. Yeah, I sent you the video <gasps> of me falling. Yes. And then I was gonna follow up with, by the way, I applied for the Bachelorette. I'm gonna be on the Bachelorette, and I'm just gonna plug the podcast the whole time. The whole time. Like everyone's in gowns. I'm in that JGT merch. <laughs> if you haven't gotten yours, get it now before it's viral on the Bachelorette public.com search just ghoulie things right oh so nice to meet you what's his name probably gonna be brandon james i don't watch it so i don't know i've never seen an episode in my <laughs> life i saw one episode of bachelor in paradise because i was outnumbered okay it was actually pretty good like i did get into it but i couldn't habitually watch it i feel like i'm too i'm too far out like there's just so many seasons and because they bring people back and I, I feel like we have to start with them. Well, the thing is that, like, if they call me, which they'd be crazy not to because I'm a lot of fun, I, I feel like I'd be the one. I feel like we should both apply, you know, like you undercover, okay. right? Like under a fake name okay. and, like, just be like, Mike, like, I'm going on vacation with Lily. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm, I'm like the I'm the one that like starts trouble because like actually um, I looked up this girl and she actually has a whole relationship. He she's just here to be on TV. Yes, you'd be the shit stirrer, yes. but like you'd come out like in like a gown, looking perfect, and being like, "Yes, hello, Brandon. So nice <laughs> to meet you. Can't wait to see what we do." You do the like, can I just steal him for a sec? Yes, and be yes. like, just so you know, she's a messy bitch who shat her 
pants at a fucking frat party two but years like, ago. But, like, I'm not like other girls. Like, I don't like to talk bad about other women. Yeah, like, I'm not going to put other women down, but these are all whores. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that's the vibe that I get from Bachelor. <laughs> Totally, totally. Like, I'm like here to support women, and like he's such a catch that I think we're all lucky to have him. And then you cut to the confessional, and they're like, I don't see what he sees in her. They've got like the raccoon mascara dripping down, which is like. I'm in love with him. I know he's dating 25 other girls right now, but I know we're meant to be. We went for one walk on the beach, and it means we're soulmates. (laughs) But seriously, cast me, The Bachelor. Like, I really want to be a contestant on The Bachelor at. Okay, so it's got a story. Right. How did we get there? How the fuck did we get there? Are we keeping that in? We're totally keeping that. <laughs> we're totally keeping that shit in. So, The Black Isles, A Scottish Paranormal Encounter. And this is by No Bragging Rights. My mother had two... My mother and two older brothers would visit my auntie and three cousins around Christmas. The whole family would get together too. Uncles, aunties, you name it. Anyway, they lived up near Inverness in Scotland in a place called the Black Isle. Mm. It's actually in a place called Cromarty, but Iverness... Can you tell I'm not of a Scottish origin? You don't say. (laughs) Um, It's more well-known, so I'll say that. The Black Isle was said to be used back in the day as a place where witches would meet up on Halloween and perform satanic rituals, animal sacrifices, that sort of thing. (laughs) Whether or not that is true is another story. I'll try. I'll, I'll get to the story now. We all rented out a holiday home just down the road from my cousin's house. It had multiple bedrooms in it, so it was perfect for a lot of guests. Me, one of my older brothers, and his friend from Africa were all staying in one room. I love how fucking worldly this shit is. Yes. Um, they were fast asleep. I, however, was not. I woke, sudden, I woke suddenly, and I didn't know why. I scanned the room with my bleary eyes, which is a real word. Bleary. Yeah, I guess like blurry and weary. But like there's no squiggle under it to say it's not a real word. I'm assuming that's a Scottish It's probably Scottish, yeah. Um, It was very dark. I couldn't hear anything but the snores from my brother and his friend. The door to the room slowly opened with a creak. I swear to God. I froze with fear. I didn't see anything enter through it. But as I tried to scan my eyes around the room... I started to see shadow-like figures pulsating and hovering around the two adjacent beds. Your face right now, Rebecca. (laughs) Around the two adjacent beds, hovering and pulsating over my brother and his friend. Mm -hmm. They must have been at least... There, there, sorry, must have been at least three of these figures. The third one stood over my bed. Although this apparition didn't have any human-like features, except for maybe the shape of something human, I could feel feel like it was staring right at me Mm. i decided then the only course of action was to turn over to face the wall and go to sleep the morning after i told my experiences to a few of my family members and they joked that it might be witches that performed those rituals in the past and generally didn't believe me except one person my brother's girlfriend she told me she experienced something as well she was only sleeping next next door and she told me she felt like someone sat down on the end of her bed in the night and said she could feel the weight of someone on her legs but nothing was there i'm very frightened by this 
So I decided to read the guest book to see if anyone else reported anything else weird or unusual, but nothing of the sort was there. I'll never forget what I saw that night. And if you're ever up near the Black Isle or stay in the same holiday home I did, just be aware of any strange figures entering your room at night. Mm. See, the Black Isles, just that name alone, just gives me... Like the ominous feeling. Foreshadowing that yeah. something dark is about to happen. Yeah, exactly. Weird. I'm picturing, like, a lot of... This is probably not it at all, but I'm picturing, like, a lot of, like, cliffs, right? And, like, yeah. it's smoggy. Oh, totally. And, like, spooky cookie. And there's, like, one house on a whole cliff. A chilly. And yes. yes. Chilly, like, low-hanging clouds, lots of fog. Totally getting that vibe. Right? I'm picturing... Totally it's like getting yeah. that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'm getting, like, a Stephen King-esque vibe. I could see that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Thinking. Okay. So, my next story is titled, I Almost Killed Myself in My Sleep. No big deal. <laughs> uh, just some background to the story. I was 16 years old and lived in an old house that was two stories in the Netherlands, located near the forest in a farmer's village. Yeah. So quaint. I like it so far. What European could possibly vibes. go wrong? <laughs> what was that? Was that European the whoa? The... <laughs> I'm hip. I'm with, I'm, I'm with, with the, the cool kids. kids. Yes. Yeah. TikTok. Accept me. They okay. do a lot of this one on TikTok where they're like, yes, that. Right. This one. And then there's that one when they and bang the on their hips. And that one. There's yeah. a lot of, um, what else? There's, there's, a, lot there's, of that. there's a lot of body rolls. There's a lot of sexual movements for 12 year olds to be doing, but that's for another story. Okay. <laughs> so now to the story. I've always been sensitive to things that happen around me. I never felt safe in my own house. As a kid, I never would play in my own room because I was too scared to be alone upstairs. And if I would go to sleep, I would sneak downstairs until my parents would go to sleep so I wouldn't have to be alone. Throughout the years, I think I've gotten used to the feeling that somebody is watching me in my own room, seeing shadows, hearing voices, or even feeling something hitting my head. Sometimes I would confront my parents about this and they would tell me that the house is old and that people have died in the house and that it might be their spirits. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Fast forward to that night. It was a normal night for me. I went to bed and thought nothing of it until I woke up in a pure panic in the middle of the night. I remember getting up out of my bed, but I was not in control of my body. The closest thing I can describe to it is that if you're half awake but still in that sleepy state, there was a voice in my dream that told me that I have to leave. Get out. Get out. You need to get out was the only thing I heard. It is now years later, and I still know exactly what that voice sounds like. The voice wasn't like my own voice. It was lower and demanding. To give you a view of my room at the time, my door was wide open, and it was always wide open because it made me more comfortable to sleep. But in my dream, there was no door. So if I wanted to escape, I would have to go. Th I could have gone through the door, but I couldn't see it as if it was not there. On the wait, 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 wait. So the door was wide open, and it's always wide open because it makes me more comfortable to sleep. So in the dream, there was no door. So if I wanted to escape, I could have gone through the door, but I couldn't see. So got it. Got it. I okay. was confused. So on the opposite side of the door is a window that I barely opened. So back to the story. I stood up in a panic, knowing that I had to leave to the room no matter what. You need to leave. Hurry. You need to get out, were the only thoughts that rushed through my head as I was frantically touching the walls for an exit. I remember the feeling of the cold walls in search of a door, but it wasn't me who was doing this. Again, if I wanted to leave, I could have gone through the door, but it wasn't there. Mm -hmm. My body turned around like it had never had to the op like it never had to the opposite side of the room, and now I was touching the mirror. The weird thing is, is that I couldn't see my own reflection, but I remember touching the cold mirror. 
My panic was getting worse as if someone was coming for me. That is the only way to describe it. And then all of a sudden, I turned to the window. My thoughts changed from get out to you need to jump. No. I run to the window and place my hand on the handle. You need to jump. Get out and jump are the only thoughts that go through my head. Since I never really open my window, it's very hard to open, makes a loud squeaking noise when it opens. I turn the handle and the window opens, making this loud squeaking noise, so loud that I woke up. There I was, standing there with my hand on the window, ready to jump two stories down. Fuck no. I took a step back and tried to process what happened, but it was in the middle of the night and I just went back to bed thinking it was a weird dream. I woke up the next morning shocked. The window was wide open and everything that was on my table by my window, window was scattered around the room. My mirror and wall were smudged with my handprints. The handprints were all over and I begin to remember the panic I felt during the dream. I ran downstairs to tell my parents what happened. They looked at each other in shock and asked me more about the event. They walked upstairs to see what happened to my room. That day, my dad zip-tied my window shut in case something like that would happen again. That's a good dad. Yeah. Weird things happen and still happen around that house. I currently live in America, so I don't have to deal with it. But when I, go back, <laughs> when I go back for the holidays, I always have a weird feeling being in my old room. I'm happy I woke up from the squeaking noise of the window and that I didn't jump. Mm-hmm. I think if I didn't wake up, I would have jumped for sure. The voice in my head was so strong, and I had no control over my body until I woke up. To this day, my parents and I sometimes bring it up. They try to figure out why it happened or what it was. I personally have no idea what it could have been. The only thing I could think of is that it could have been an angry spirit, but I still have no idea. So the question becomes not only what did this to her when she was asleep, but what woke her up? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, was there something else? Like, like had something happened, right, that, and this is going to sound crazy, like, to some people, but to ghouly things and, like, who things, it won't. Could she have accidentally opened up some kind of, like, a portal okay. or something, right? Some kind of doorway to let something in, okay. right? Which was able to, like, get control of her body, send her these intense messages. But since it was open, someone else was able to take there and pull her back. Ah, like a battle of good and evil, yeah. sort of. Yeah, we have, yeah. like, an angel and devil situation. Like, maybe there was, like, a passed away family member who was like, no, not, not happening. Today. Yeah. Right? I think, yeah, I definitely think something negative took host of his or her body. Mm-hmm. But um, what, I mean, it could have just been the noise that brought them back to consciousness. Yeah. It could have also been a guardian angel. Yeah. We don't know. A blast of cold, maybe. I mean, the truth is also, I met a I met a girl once in a doctor's office. Uh-huh. And I forget, like, this is, like, BC before COVID. So, like, we were, like, <laughs> sitting next to each other, like, talking. Yeah. It was just, like, I don't even remember where it was, but. We were talking, and she said that she had, like, been on, a, like, a medication that caused her to go into psychosis. <gasps> and it so was scary. And uh, something similar happened to her. So, like, not to say that this isn't paranormal, but it, it reminded me of this girl who I met. I don't remember her name. That's so scary. I hope she's doing okay. <laughs> but uh, she was on something that caused her to go into psychosis, and it was the same thing. Like, she woke up and was just, she had, like, some kind of like, a nightmare, and it had made her, like, she was sleepwalking, or, like, it made her sleepwalk. I don't remember. Well, I hope but her she, windows are zip-tied. She, yeah, she woke up one morning, like, on, like, her room's, like, patio. What the fuck? And she woke up, and she was, like, leaning over the patio, and she's like, what? That's like, wild. Yeah, so, yeah, hopefully, 
If I ever see you again, girl whose name I don't remember, zip tie your windows shut for your own good. That's why, like, there's, like, those rare stories that you hear every once in a while of people that, like, kill people while they're sleepwalking or Mm -hmm. they're, like, in that psychosis mode. And Mm -hmm. it kind of brings up that question of, do you punish them for something that they weren't fully conscious for or... Because, you know, they could just be BSing and saying, oh, I was in the state oh, of Oh, I don't remember. Yeah. But there are also cases where, like, they do psychological tests and they're like, no, this person, like, wasn't completely there. I mean, it's a valid thing. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's something that I feel like isn't to be taken lightly because you can easily just say, like, I don't remember. Yeah. Right? Just as, like, a scapegoat and, like, plead insanity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which, yeah. like... And it takes away from people that actually have those mental illnesses exactly and have those struggles of waking up and being like are you gonna apologize and be like for, for what yeah. we were at dinner like drove home we had some kind of conversation and i woke up and they're like you know there's so much more like uh you don't remember right like yeah just you know shit like that so anyways but this is still like terrifying i remember my brother was a sleepwalker when he was a kid oh yeah and he grew out of it yeah and i remember he had a i feel like i might have talked about this he had a desk bed so it was a loft bed like you have in dorms Mm -hmm. so it was a desk on the bottom and a twin bed on top and i remember one night like i was he must have been like 10 so i was like six or seven and i was for some reason like i was always convinced that like there was a monster in my closet until i was like until i was 10 And I would sometimes sleep in my parents' bed. So I was in my parents' room. And it was, like, bedtime. And we're all settling down. And I was like, can I sleep with you guys? And they're like, fucking fine, Lily. Just get in the bed and shut up. And all of a sudden, my brother comes in, like, zombie-like. And I was so scared. And he he had gotten somehow out of his bed, walked into my parents' room, and started trying to climb up their like tall dresser that they had to get back into what he thought was his bed and i'm sitting there watching like my zombie because it's you know it's like a zombie he's just like i gotta get to bed guys i gotta get to bed and my mom's like uh wake the fuck up because that's not your bed you're climbing on a dresser and you're told not not to wake them sleepwalkers so what do you do but she had like these maternal instincts like i don't remember what exactly happened i think i was just like kind of freaked out because i didn't understand Obviously, you know, yeah. she just kind of like escort. Like, I think she just kind of like grabbed him by the shoulders and was just like, can't like guided him back to the ladder to his bed so he could continue <laughs> the motion because he was like climbing. He was, he was he like was a reaching. Man on a mission. He's reaching for the rungs and they're not there because it's a <laughs> fucking dresser. And she's like, okay, Nick, let's just go this way. Let's just go this way, sweetie. Like trying to keep him asleep, but also trying to get him to not like collapse a dresser on top of his 10 year old body <laughs> and your dad's like i'm so over this my dad family. my dad no my dad's like having like freaking out because he's like me he's just dramatic <laughs> shockingly and he's just like oh my god what's happening what's happening what's happening she's like and then it's your fine. mom's the level-headed one in the family just trying to calm <laughs> she's just like down. okay nick let's just get you back to bed i know sweetie i know Love you've got to get to bed like he's climbing my dad's like he's gonna die amy you are the glue to the baltasari family is. And we appreciate you on the show. And of course, like, he doesn't remember it. Of course not. Like, he's like, I remember hearing stories about my sleepwalking, but I don't remember, remember it. Yeah. Of course. So, like, if climbing, so, like, that is a response to your question. Like, if climbing on your parents' dresser is illegal, would you charge him for it? No, because he didn't <laughs> fucking do it. He woke up the next morning and, like, I think it was the ride to school. I was like, do you remember anything that happened? And he was like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm 10 and I hate everything. Don't talk to me. I was like, 
Oh, all right, Lily. What sibling is things. Yeah, just sibling things. What's your last story? Okay. My last story, I wanted to get kind of out of the classic um, spirit world. Okay. So I did my experiences with shadow people or possibly aliens. Ooh. And this is by Illuminati. I XOX. Love it. Illuminati. Woke XOX. But kinky. We, okay, if we do an Illuminati episode, we're going to call it Illuminati. Okay, yeah. Totally. You heard it here first, folks. 2021. My experiences with shadow people or possibly aliens. I don't know. I believe I may have been. <laughs> I read this. Did I delete a word by accident? Did I add a word? I believe I may have. I have vivid memories as a child of seeing... Sh- quote, shadow people. And I also had an experience when I was 10 of a figure standing at the edge of my bed. It looked like a silhouette of my mother standing at the edge of my bed with her arms crossed. I called mom and it morphed into a weird looking creature with long arms and legs and a thin elongated body that floated out through my ceiling. I couldn't see any eyes. It was totally black and my room was dark so I couldn't see any details. I was screaming, and my family came into my room that night, and they told me it was just a nightmare, but I felt the presence of something in my room. I also used to see from the side of my eye in my childhood bedroom, leading into the hallway of our home, what appeared to be shadow figures standing and staring at me. They looked human, but would always have like a male body type. Always tall with wider shoulders. I never saw any that had a female body type, but... This would happen literally almost daily for years. It stopped happening around the time I turned 12. Hmm. I wonder if there's like a 12. Is 12 an alien number? I feel like it's an alien number. Is it? I feel like... I don't know. I don't know the significance of 12. I feel like there's like some kind of paranormal number associated with 12, but I could be just crazy. Don't know. I don't know. Um, But also what's really interesting is you think about, um, just like to pause real quick on this story... The author's saying, oh, yeah, like, I would occasionally see, like, these shadow people, like, occasionally to this person, like, once it becomes normal, it could have happened a bunch of times that you're not even remembering. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially, like, as years go by and you're retelling this story, the less significant accounts you probably just subconsciously just push the back of your mind. You don't even think about it Exactly. So. So, the occasionally, like, is definitely more than just two or three. For sure. Um... So, around the time I turned 12, uh, they would slowly disappear as I would continue staring. It didn't frighten me because my parents kept telling me it was, quote, just my imagination. So, I kept believing them. I thought this was just normal. But, as an adult, I know now that it's not normal. Not at all. Guess it's paranormal. Sorry, had to. Had to do the finger guns with the snaps. Always. Always. I also have always had very visceral, visceral... Fearful. I can't say those two words in a row. Very visceral, fearful reactions <laughs> to pictures, videos, and other media of gray aliens. Even as a child, these images would scare me so badly, I wouldn't sleep some nights thinking about them. Mm. That's weird, yeah. right? Because when you're a child and you see something, you're not told, you don't make the connection of, this is scary, yeah. right? You're, you're super naive. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't know what that is. You don't, like, you might not even be able to compute what that is you just see it and it scares you like hello um 
I have always had strange bruises and scratches on my body that I can't remember having for as long as I could remember. It got so bad, DCF got involved because my school counselor was concerned. I have always made excuses to myself thinking, I must have bumped myself, maybe I scratched myself, maybe my cat did it and I didn't realize. But it happens too frequently to this day that I question what's going on. I also was unusually interested and drawn to the paranormal as a child. Join the club! Mm -hmm. As soon as I could read, I was always going to the library and reading about the paranormal and asking my family to buy books of real accounts of paranormal experiences. This was as soon as five, according to my family. Okay, she beat me there. (laughs) Jesus Christ, five years old wanting to read about ghosts? I don't think I warmed up to them until like seven. I don't think I knew about the paranormal until I was probably around seven, eight myself. Yeah, yeah. I was also unusually interested in drawn to the pair. Oh, I read that part. (laughs) I'm talking like giant 700-page books that I would read and feel drawn to. I feel I was looking for information because of my experiences or things I can't fully remember, and I was seeking answers. The end. Okay. So in regards to those bruises, either iron deficiency or was abducted by aliens. I'm going to go with abducted by aliens. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I mean, I get random encounters. Yeah, I get random bruises frequently, but not like multiple times a week forever. Yeah, and to the point where they're that significant, where you have diapers being called on your family. Oh yeah. So I definitely think that this child, either in a past life, was abducted by aliens, mm-hmm. or currently was being abducted by aliens. And you know, there's the theory that you get abducted by aliens, and then they kind of do that memory of the probe, thing, like yeah, in black sort of thing. Stop it. Yeah. That yes. Yes, I'm thinking, like, yeah, because, like, we don't know, like, I mean, we don't know there's aliens. We do have proof of life on space. We do. Life on space, Jesus Christ. Life in space, right? It's just, like, plants and running water. But still, life is life. that means that there's something there. And if not, there is potential for in the future there to be life. There's theories that say that, like, those places... That we're alien life forms that have gone from different planets, and then, like, when those planets start to kind of not be able to sustain, like, our, like, our beings, a certain amount of beings go onto the next planet, and then they thrive on that planet, so that planet can't sustain them anymore, and then they move on to the next planet. So, like, we're... So, like, we're aliens? Yes. Girl, that makes so much sense. That explains so much. Right? No, but, yeah, I, I feel like... You're right. I feel like I definitely get alien vibes and, like, the shadow people are just... But they could be part... The shadow people could be aliens. Exactly. Because, like, we... Like, yeah. That was, like, my original thought and then I just went on a tangent. But, you know, we don't have photographic evidence of... Like, people picture, like, the little gray guy or the green guy Mm. or, like, you know, the guys from, like, Toy Story, right? Like, you have all those aliens, but we don't know. And they easily could appear to be shadow people or shapeshifters. Like, we, we don't know. We definitely don't know. Someone out there knows, but they aren't telling the public just yet. The truth is out there. Probably December 31st, 2020. We'll figure it out. I honestly, (laughs) I'm just waiting for more shit. Like, I've stopped, like, and I'm sure you have too, like, stopped, like, having any expectations or ideas for 2020. Absolutely not. Nothing to me is crazy anymore. Yeah. I am emotionally detached from everything <laughs> that has been going on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, speaking of something that's emotional, uh, my last story, I thought of you, and it is titled The Owl. I have something to show you after this that I'm sharing in the Just Wooly Things group. It's a fucking weird bird I saw in China. Have you seen this bird? I have not. 
I have not. Oh my god, I gotta show you. I gotta show you this fucking bird that I saw. It's got a hairy beak. A hairy beak? That's very unsettling. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this fucking bird. <gasps> you can't tell me that shit's not That's scary. Like, it looks kind of like a Pokemon character. Right? I thought it's it, cute in a weird way. It's cute, and then it opens its. Ah! It's like gummy. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, post uh, that on the Just Ghoulie Things podcast group. We're going to show that bird. Continue. All right. Well, this is the story titled The Owl, and this is supposedly a true story. Oh, I like it. So, when I was younger, I lived out in the countryside of East Oklahoma with my mother and grandmother. From where we lived, it wasn't unusual to see nothing but dirt road for 10 miles around. During the fall and the evening, I was out in the woods exploring the many hills around my house. Being a curious kid and all, I walked about a mile or so away from home until I came across an old red house sitting at the bottom of the hill. There was an old white truck sitting in the driveway with what I remember looking like a burn pit not far away in the back. I was afraid of confrontation when I was younger, and it was going to get dark, so I decided I'm going to backtrack and just head back home. Good, ch- good call. Yeah. But just as I was walking away, I heard someone call, Hey! It was a woman's voice, and I knew it was coming from the direction of the house. Thing is, there was no one outside, no one in the windows either, not that I could see anyways. I didn't know if the voice was calling for me specifically, so I stood there and waited to see someone. No one showed, so I began walking away, but kept my eyes on the house. Just as it was disappearing from my view, I saw an older woman with black hair and a brown and red dress come outside from the front door. She looked up at me and smiled, then pointed her finger directly at me. I didn't want to engage, so I acted like I didn't see her and continued on. Same. <laughs> I kept walking until my house came back into view, then started down the small hill, all while thinking about what dinner would be. That's when I heard the same, hey, from before. It honestly sent a chill down my spine, and I thought the old woman had followed me all the way back home. I whipped around and scanned the trees, trying my best to spot someone. Instead, I only saw a large owl sitting in a tree about 10 feet off the ground. It didn't hoot or make any noise, just stared directly at me, almost intently. In my culture, owls are bad omens. And typically, Mine too! And typically, when you hear them, it means someone you know is going to die. So anxiety filling me from seeing this owl and hearing the woman's voice, I wasn't going to stick around in the woods any longer and begin walking more hurriedly. Where are you going? I heard the voice call from the woods behind me. I wanted to run so badly. Something in me kept telling me not to run. Do not show you are afraid. In my head, I kept thinking it's the owl. The owl is talking to me. This isn't an owl. I go inside to my grandmother, who's in the kitchen reading a magazine. I tell her, Graham, there was an owl outside. I think it was talking to me. I knew she could tell I was afraid. Her eyes looked like she knew something I didn't. Where were you and where is it now? She asked, standing up, pulling the curtains closed. I was walking in the woods and I saw a red house and an old lady. I pointed to the direction of where I went. The owl is there. I'm scared, Graham. And she followed my finger, then walked into the other room to get my mom. It's her. I know it is, Amber. She's been coming more and more, my grandmother whispered angrily. My mother came over to me and said, Baby, show me where the owl is. My mother smiled, but I could tell she was angry, perhaps even scared. She took my hand and led me out the door. I didn't want to go back outside, but I trusted my mother, so I went. It was over there, I told her. She led me by the hand and gripped it tight. Don't be afraid, Colty, she said. Is that it? At first, I didn't see what she was pointing at because at this time it was getting dark, but then I spotted it, the same huge owl. That's it, I whispered, afraid to, I'm afraid of it hearing me. My mother bent down and picked up at a rock the size of a lemon. Bitch, stay away from my <gasps> son. My mother chucked the rock hard. The owl beginning Holy to- Holy shit, no. The only thing scarier than a fucking bird is a dead bird. 
Fucking live birds. No- but wait. Oh, wait. no. So the owl, beginning to take off, got clipped in the ring wing by the oh. rock, and I swear it was one of the most terrifying things I've ever heard. Oh. And made a screeching noise like a pig, and then trailed off into what sounded like a woman screaming. It flew off into the dark woods, and without another word, my mom took my hand again and led me back into the house. The night... I heard bits and pieces of my mom's conversation with my grandmother. Stuff like, she's evil, she killed her husband, and she's a stakini. She was following my grandbaby. And the final part I heard made me terrified of the woods. Quote, she eats hearts, end quote. The next day, my mother told me we were going to town, but had to stop somewhere really quick to check something. So we load up in our small car and drive down the dirt road for a bit and come up to a familiar site. It was the red house. I thought, this is that old lady's house. I wonder why we are all here. Then I began to scan the woods around us looking for that owl, not as afraid since it was daytime. My mother knocked on the door and waited for a minute before the same old woman came outside. The old woman wasn't smiling. Instead, she looked at my mother like she hated her. And then I saw her turn to me with those piercing eyes. I couldn't hear what my mom was saying, but while I tried to listen, my eyes looked down at something that wasn't there yesterday. This old woman's arm was wrapped up in a bandage and a makeshift sling. It was then that it all clicked. She was the owl. It was her voice calling me. I put my face on my hands because I didn't want her to see. To me, this woman was a real-life monster. I heard her slam her door and my mother getting back in the car. Sorry, baby, we'll go now. I looked up as we were driving off and thankfully didn't see her. Mom, was she that owl, I asked, feeling like I fully well knew the answer. My mother was silent for a bit. Yes, she was. She sounded angry again. That woman is our cousin. We don't ever talk to her. <gasps> Stop! Sorry, I totally just woke Mike up. <laughs> then why did you talk to her, I asked. My mom looked at me for a split second and said, because of you. And that, she wouldn't answer any more of my questions regarding her and kept insisting that I drop it before she whoops my butt. Years later, I found out that the old lady's husband had died of a heart attack years prior. Soon after this all happened, she died, and I don't know... How only my grandmother knew, and she's passed as well. I still think about it sometimes, and how my grandmother's words still ring in my ears that the owl lady who was following me that day eats hearts. Oh, the end. So, lots going on in there's that There's a lot to unpack there. And that was a great way to end yeah, our story of course time. You end with like the fucking awesome, best fucking killer story. So, there's something that I need to show you. Okay. I'm scared. I'm very scared. There is a character in one of my favorite films. Okay. Spirited Away by Hayao Miyazaki. Okay. It's an anim- like kind of an anime movie. Okay. And there's this character named Yubaba. This is Yubaba. Okay. Yubaba grows wings and can fly. Yubaba bird. See, look. Ah, and like Yubaba is literally an old lady who turns... Into a bird. And she's evil? Yes. There you go. We got a Yubaba on our hands. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, she's not like, yeah, she's not great. And she's got like this weird oversized baby. Mm. It's really weird. It's a, it's, a, it's a good movie though, but like literally I was picturing Yubaba. So Yubaba is like the owner of this bathhouse that this girl gets lost in because she's there after sunset and all the spirits go. It's actually a really good movie. Um, all the spirits go to this bathhouse, and she's like the owner of it or whatever, and she has to ask, and the little girl has to ask Yubaba for a job, and all of a sudden, and Yubaba gets really mad, and she turns into an owl and like, whoom, 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 swoops down, Scary. and she's like this angry old lady who turns into an owl. This is Yubaba. There you have it. Yubaba's fucking real. And she lives in where? Oklahoma? Oklahoma. East Oklahoma. East Oklahoma, yeah. 
Well, on that note, guys, that concludes this episode of Just Ghoulie Things. Thank you so much for listening. And Lily, do you have anything to wrap us up with before we shout out our socials? Use your blinker, idiots. That's a good one. All right. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast group. Donate to that Patreon. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Get your Just Ghoulie <laughs> Things merch at TeePublic. Just search Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at Just Ghoulie Things Podcast at gmail.com. Definitely make sure if you like this episode or any of our previous episodes, screenshot the episode, post it on your social media pages, tag us so we can reshare it. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us, if there's an option to rate us five stars and review us, do it. Just do it. Remember Nike. Shia LaBeouf? Yes. Oh Just my God. do it. Oh, gotta love, gotta love Shia. Shia. <laughs> All right, Boo Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to Boo next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.